0: Hi, I'm Ben
1: and I'm Katie and welcome to 360 View.
0: This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness and your mind.
1: And welcome back viewers to another episode of 360 View. Um, Today we're going to be diving into a little bit of um, expanding on our last podcast. We're going to be looking at sleep debt hibernation and weight gain slash weight loss, um, and how these things can be working together and working against you and your goals, even if you don't feel terrible, um, or even if you're not struggling with fatigue, which is what we talked about in, obviously, that last episode. Um, this is something that is quite prevalent and something that we don't always think about. So we're just going to have a conversation about it today, and it's just a few points of things that you might want to think about. So how are you, Ben? Wonderful. That's oh, good. How's your week been?
0: Yeah, good. And yours?
1: Very good. Very good. Busy.
0: Nice. Mm. Always good to be busy. Coming into the um, winter hiatus that everyone ends up having.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it's trying been not to
0: do too much and starting to get a bit cool as the seasons change.
1: Definitely. Which is why we thought this topic as well was hyper relevant now because we know that things should be seasonal. They are seasonal and they should be seasonal. Mm. Like yeah, a lot of
0: seasonal activities, obviously, sport activity um, as well as far as a uh, length of daylight um mm-hmm. to do things time after work before work to be able to get out and do stuff so yeah it sort of limits and then starts to then obviously um limit activity mm-hmm. and people more go to um know to screen times and, and yeah. things like that so different things outside Anything of activity more inside? Mm, yeah everyone starts to get more inside
1: mm. we always know that if you're going to put on weight generally it's in winter and if you're going to lose weight generally it's in summer Hmm. It yeah, just people goes,
0: get a bit more activity in in summer.
1: Yeah, you're more inclined to move. It feels nicer, especially if you're in a super cold place and you have to rug up before you leave the house. Like, that's going to dissuade you from moving quite a lot.
0: Yeah. Hmm. yeah, for sure.
1: So our first point on a on this today is as a person,
0: as that a human,
1: that we. <laughs> I hope we all are. <laughs> as a person, um, generally what happens is with how we're living now is we're not getting as much sleep as we should be. So how much sleep should we be getting then? The research tells us it's somewhere between seven and nine hours is the sweet spot Um, where we start to decline is anywhere from eight hours under, seven and a half hours under, anywhere there. And it doesn't mean that you're going to turn into a crippled mess or that you're gonna put on 20 kilos or something like that. It's not generally that dramatic, but it's just, are you at your peak performance when you're having less sleep? probably not. And most of the time we don't even know what that feels like because it's become so normal and we've become so accustomed to it. Either we go to bed later so we actually have some time to ourselves or we wake up earlier so that we can exercise or do something else that's going to move you forwards, or you have to work so you wake up early. So then those factors limit your sleep So then the feeling that you have during the day is something that you've become so accustomed to that it seems like normal. That's who you are. That's how your brain functions. That's how your body feels, how it functions. So that becomes your baseline. What we're talking about today is when that baseline drops even more, or if you're trying to achieve something especially relevant today is any kind of fat loss, weight loss, you're trying to achieve that, it becomes a lot harder when you're sleep deprived as soon and sleep deprivation is normally defined as anything under that eight, seven and a half hours. As soon as you drop under that, you're going to be accumulating some kind of a sleep debt. So Ben, what did you think, what is your take on how a sleep debt works? It's something we've touched on briefly before, but not massively. So what's your take on how a sleep debt functions and how we accumulate it and what it, what it looks like, like how does a sleep bank work?
0: Well sleep debt sleep debt it's um something that probably well obviously being a debt it's building up over time it's um sleep is something that so not here and now and usually very accumulative as you said so uh, we have requirements of ourselves on our life um, kids family um uh you know like meal prepping um Korea. setting up for weeks, doing all that stuff that's That stuff, that's the here and now, and we see that as a week by week or a day by day um, activity. Then we always used to, we always usually, a lot of people end up saying, I can't wait till the weekend when I can end up sleeping in, or I can't wait till the weekend when I've got no alarm or Mm. stuff like that. It incurs the fact that we're trying to build something back up. So obviously the same as a a bank or a sleep debt in, in your bank, you're losing money. Um, and obviously increasing what we're increasing dollars or increasing into our bank account same sort of way with sleep so obviously we're thinking that what's going to happen is you're you're doing you're cutting yourself out or, or decreasing or continually removing from that ATM or from that bank account and then trying to hope that over two days or three days you're able to try and make more investments and put more back in so that then next week we can take them all back out again. Mm. So it ends up being that continual cycle of up and down. Mm. So it's um yeah, it's being in that debt obviously builds up over four or five days and then we're thinking that in two days we're going to be able to um, put it back in. But we've got to understand and that's something now in a faster-paced society and everything's moving at 100 mile an hour, we're always contactable. You think about it when it used to be and I know when I was a kid and growing up phones were not an option, you used to still have to ring uh, you'd be attached to the wall where you had to ring that the phone would still dial round. it's um we never had mobiles where everything was on and and when tv turned off you didn't have youtube you weren't sitting in your room on an ipad mm. the tv was mainly only in the lounge room everyone sat around and once you get told you're going to bed you're going to bed so um it now with us being so connected so interactive so looking for always being stimulated and hyper-stimulated makes it very hard to get not dis- desensitized but into that um parasympathetic state where we can actually go and, and be relaxed and start to re recharge the battery. So uh, that's something that definitely sort of just uh, as it builds, it is that bank account. So it is like and that, that you're making withdrawals and deposits every day.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately with that bank account too, we can't ever – build up a balance above zero. There's mm. no ability to bank sleep so that then we're in a credit so yeah. that then we can be sleep-deprived during the week and it doesn't count. It only goes mm. the other way. We can only be in debt and then try and pay that debt back.
0: Mm. But we, but the thing is, is over the weekend, and we say it all the time, is, is trying to keep that same sleep and wake times mm. throughout the day. And when you get into a... Um, uh, get into that cycle it's the same as with diet stuff if you can end up setting good meal times mm. and know that the amounts and quantities of food that you're getting is at the same time every day in the same time periods with the same amount of breaks between your body is very happy with being able to do other things because it's never in a continual state of worry about when the next meal is happening no. when the next stuff's coming in because they always know that over a week of time you've built this confidence up in your body to say you're always going to get this at this time so mm. it's the same with that sleep so if you're continually able to keep that cycle you'll and you usually find people that do you can't just end up doing it for five days um, going to bed at 10:30 and then waking at five o'clock to keep going for work mm. to then on the weekend be anticipating that you're going to be able to go to bed at 10:30 or 11 and not wake up before 5.30 you'll be able to sleep in some people obviously can very well or it's usually that, that last couple of hours probably from 5.30 or from 5 o'clock when your normal time would be to wake up until about that 7 or 8 when most people are wanting to think about on the weekends getting yeah. out of bed and getting started for their day is probably going to be very interrupted sleep so you're probably going to find it's going to be very short breaks. so you might look at the clock get 20 minutes be awake again for another 5, 10, 15 get another 20 minutes stuff like that you're drifting in and out and and it's more like a nap state that you're doing it which Mm -hmm. is something that you can do and try and help yourself you know we always want more kids parents would say okay time for afternoon nap you know have your afternoon nap Mm -hmm. that's something and that just breaks up that bit of time awake to let you have a bit of a recharge i mean i struggle to do that sometimes because i find i don't just do 20 minutes, i want to do an hour or an hour and mm. a half and do a full and I feel like I've missed a whole day or I feel like I've dropped into that REM sleep. Mm. I actually started to do regenerative and, and it just makes me feel real sluggish and a struggle for the afternoon. So to me, it doesn't work. I'm actually more better to try and get to bed earlier so that I can get a longer sleep. And and we know how much, how much more important the time is before 12 o'clock before midnight before to get midnight hours to after. till yeah. after and trying to get extra sleep cycles and drops in and out and you'll always do that undulating so yeah so that's mm. something to do
1: yeah absolutely and it's something that when you are sleeping before midnight and you create that routine like you will naturally all of your sleep rhythms will naturally then come into that so if you normally go to bed at 10 30 and you normally wake up at 5, then your sleep rhythms are in that 10.30 to 5. So, you'll normally start to get sleepy at around that 9.30 mark, Mm. about an hour, maybe an hour and a half before bed. And that's your body signaling to you that it's nearly time to sleep Mm. because you've adjusted those sleep rhythms. So, if you want to then adjust them to maybe get more hours before midnight, you might still wake up at 5. Or even if you have to push that to 4.30 to get an extra half an hour before midnight, you might then just take it half an hour earlier for a week, two weeks, maybe three. And then if you want that a half hour earlier again, then you go again. But there's no point if you go to bed at 10.30, then trying to go to bed at 8.00. That's a whole two and a half hours. That's nearly two sleep cycles yeah, that you're going to I try. Think it's and every increase. hour and a
0: half isn't that a sleep hour cycle. Hour and, hour and a half is a yeah. sleep cycle. Yep. Yeah.
1: So that's when you try and push it all the way, and then you're going to be tossing and turning, and then you get this thing in your head, and you're like, I just can't go to bed that early. Mm. We actually have to train ourselves too because we have these really intricate sleep rhythms that govern how our body works. That we need to now readjust slowly and slowly and slowly and retrain our body to say, now's the time we go to bed. So if you want to go to bed at nine o'clock or eight thirty then you need to train your body to go to bed then so an hour and a half before 8 30 is when you start feeling sleepy
0: and you'll find that um, sometimes you end up getting like you'll get really sleepy to want time to go to bed but then you might get up have to clean up you know like you might have had a sort yeah. of half thing and you might feel like you, you're better off setting yourself up for success by getting into bed or getting into a spot mm. where you can go to sleep because the thing is, is if you get up and get active again it drops those other hormones out and picks you back up to going again Mm -hmm. and then you'll miss that little window and in some cases then you'll find you'll get into bed and then you will struggle you know like if it's like Mm. 10 minutes 15 minutes after when you were you'll find that you've missed a cycle and you're probably better off waiting another hour to try and force yourself than rather getting into bed and do that and it's not about being stimulated with stuff potentially the easiest way is to try and a bit of tired eyes so maybe read a, a novel or a book not on the Kindle and the backlit no, stuff. We're trying to think about book or magazines or something like that. So, absolutely, yeah, try and do that.
1: So, with this, if we start now transitioning into how our body hibernates as a human, so often, like we're not a creature that often that we think of as hibernating, but what happens is, is it's a it's a miniature version of it and it really makes sense. Once we start to talk about it, it might start to click for you and understand exactly how this slots in and why certain things may have happened to you, struggled with certain things. So when we drop into that sleep debt, often what happens is our body wants to pay it back, obviously, like we've spoken about. The body wants to pay it back in as little amount of time as possible. That doesn't mean that you have a theoretical 20-hour sleep debt and it's going to sleep for 20 hours at once. That's not really how it functions. Instead, it's going to try and get a longer amount of sleep at night and shorten up your wakeful hours quite a bit. And it's going to do this for a little while to try and pay it back. You're not going to sleep all at once, but it's just going to extend it. So if you normally get six hours of sleep, you might find that if you set no alarms, um, you went to sleep at an ordinary time, then you might get, instead of six hours, you might get eight, or you might even get seven, eight, nine. Some people even stretch this out. And especially after traveling, it happens a lot. They'll be in such a big debt that they'll sleep for like 12 hours, at once and they get that 12 hour stretch. Then what happens is if you set no alarm for the next couple of days as well, you might find generally between three and 30 days, depending on how severe the sleep debt is, for you to get a really solid rhythm with when your sleep times will be and for your circadian rhythm, that sleep rhythm to re-regulate. So you might go three days of sleeping, 12 hours at night. And then on the fourth night, you might sleep eight, you might sleep nine to five, for example. And once you've done that nine to five sleeping, then that might become your new rhythm, even though you used to go to bed at 11 and wake up at four or wake up at five. Hmm. So it's now re-regulated for you, but it took that time for your body to recover and to get that excess sleep and then come back. And often I think it's a really big panic mechanism for people is as soon as you don't set an alarm and if you sleep for such a longer period of time you think I will never be able to not wake up with an alarm like that would not work for me because I sleep for so long without an alarm when generally you only sleep for so long because your body's trying to pay back a debt if you didn't have that debt there it's going to naturally wake you up at a certain time and I know Ben we've spoken a lot about um, light and light in your eyes in the morning and how when you have first light in your eyes in the morning and it's this gentle fade in to the day, that's what sets up and also regulates that circadian rhythm as well because you're meant to start getting sleepy as the sun goes down and as it travels into nighttime like that 8, 9, 30 mm. and then in the morning from that 4.30 you're meant to be, like you said, tossing and turning and kind of starting to wake up because it's starting to get light and humans are meant to be awake when it's light.
0: Mm. Yeah, we're supposed to obviously be active during those light the time, like the, yeah. the light times, and we need that vitamin D um, from the sun for that as well. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's more about coming in and being out. You don't ever see that the sun's just like bam, it's bright as the thing on. and it turns on, um, like we do mm-hmm. in, in lights or in, in rooms. It's more about that gentle progression mm-hmm. in from being dark through to full light. So as that sun starts to come up in that sunrise and so and then also that sunset so you want to be able to have all that activity done so that then by sunset and it gets dark that's time to have said that you're already eaten and night time is dark it's supposed to be time to go to like it's going to bed so it's turning everything off so yeah
1: for sure because when you go into that um hibernation state over those couple of days as well and you start to sleep for that little bit longer and maybe even sleep past that period when the sun starts to come up and you won't, you'll sleep a couple of hours past that and you will wake up when it's lighter. It kind of disorientates you, but because your body's sleeping for so much longer, you might essentially have a longer period of time where you might be skipping a full meal either at nighttime or in the morning because you're sleeping for a longer time. Because your body's trying to prepare for this period when you're going to sleep for quite a lot longer and it's going to need some extra energy, stores, what you'll find is that all of your body's natural hormones, all of our natural systems are going to accumulate so that then it's going to try and store a little bit of excess fat on us. It's going to try and store that there as a kind of preparation mechanism for a sense of hibernation, even if it's not what we typically think of as hibernation as a whole winter for some animals. Mm. It's just those that time when you have to recover and recoup because what happens is we have two two specific hormones um, that control our hunger and our fullness cues. So one that makes you feel hungry is called ghrelin. And the one that makes you feel full and says, I've had enough food, I don't need to eat anymore is called leptin. So, what happens is as soon as you're sleep deprived and sleep deprived doesn't mean you've had no sleep all night. It's literally anything under seven and a half, eight hours is your ghrelin goes up. So, it's going to make you feel more hungry and your leptin goes down. So, it's going to dull that sense of fullness. Mm. And all that happens when your hunger goes up and your fullness goes down is you want to eat and you'll feel snackier, especially around mid-afternoon. And because your fullness cue has gone down, there's this really big imbalance. So, that's when you eat And you feel like you need to eat again or you snack and then you feel like you need to keep eating. you can
0: never be full. You don't ever feel full for it.
1: You just feel like it's an empty void and you're just putting all of the food in. Mm. And often we excuse this with like, I've been awake for more hours. Um, That's been very, very much disproved with the amount of energy you actually burn being awake for a couple of more hours is completely balanced out by the fact that you have... Even though you're awake for more hours, because you're a little bit sleep-deprived, you fidget less, you move less, you're doing all of these things that your body's trying to conserve energy because you're awake for more hours. So instead of you needing more food, we actually need the exact same amount of food, but we eat more.
0: We're almost auto-regulating.
1: Exactly, Mm. exactly. So when this happens in your body, it's really hard to control because the feeling of hunger is legitimate. It's there. It's not like you're not hungry and you're not a crazy person for being more hungry when you're tired. Because then what happens is it changes our brain's reward center. So this little center in our brain that's like basically gives us a thumbs up, high five, good job, you've done the good thing. And it rewards us with dopamine, which is like a feel-good hormone. We get a massive dopamine rush whenever we have anything sugary, Mm. right? So then when we're sleep-deprived, we're actually lacking dopamine quite a bit. We're generally a little bit deficient. So then our body's like, all right, well, how do I get more of this? It's generally through like sweet calorie dense food so then that's what I'm going to crave one because it's going to give me a hit of dopamine which makes me feel really good it's going to make that surge but it's also going to give me energy which is then going to help me because I'm sleep deprived and I'm tired so it's any form of getting energy Mm. and then it's going to go to that third pillar as well of the reward center of my brain going good job you did this so it hits all three and it gives me those energy stores as well to say like, great, you're putting on that little bit of extra weight, like that extra, um, it's an asset, if you will, like it's an asset so that then when I go into a sleep, I'm in a sleep debt and I go into hibernation, I'm I'm good. Mm. Like there is every everything here that works basically for your body. It's a survival response to be like, you're doing the right thing. You don't have to really regulate this if – that's what, because your body's trying to look after itself, like that's what it's trying to do. The problem where this becomes a problem is when we step back and we're trying to lose weight and or we're trying to gain muscle, lose weight, and our body sees muscle as a liability, fat as an asset. And it's trying to accumulate as many assets, as much fat as it can, and reduce as many liabilities. So reduce that muscle as much as possible because it doesn't it doesn't want to hold that muscle because, yes, it makes you stronger, but you only need so much of it. Yeah. You only need enough to walk and run.
0: Yeah, that's like, all it needs to do.
1: Exactly. So that's when you'll find you'll feel weaker, especially A, because they don't really have enough energy, but B, because it's trying to waste your muscle a little bit more. So then this is where sleep becomes such a massive topic – when we talk about weight loss, like it would be so easy, like, and weight loss is energy in versus energy out. At its most basic level, it's energy in, energy out. If you're putting too much energy in, you're going to gain assets in fat or liabilities in muscle, depending on what food you're actually ingesting. But when we look at the hibernation, process and how this actually works and how your hormones are working when you're sleep deprived you can see that there's much more to it and there's much more of a why people struggle with this as well
0: and feel like they're getting no results yeah when they can't see when they're doing as much as they can but in effect could potentially be that recharge that needs to happen and as you said before that's uh, that's what the body ends up doing is when we're looking for that um Uh, calorie dense foods or foods that give us or or energy give us higher levels of energy quick Mm. quick stores of energy that's what you naturally gravitate to so sometimes if you find yourself being more sugar craving than what you potentially were when everything was in its you know happy medium um sometimes it can be yeah not just necessarily uh, the food or or where your stores are but maybe it's just that recharge that's not happening because if your recharge isn't happening then your body's just looking for something fast and easy to keep you going.
1: Absolutely. And when we mentioned, um, that recharge as well, it often happens mid afternoon. Mm. Um, it happens in mid afternoon generally, and it's when you get like that little bit of hunger and you feel like just snacky, or especially like you said, those sugary foods because it's something to give you energy. Mm. It's your. It's, sugary and
0: calorie dense, usually fats, high fats, and things as well.
1: Mm, it's a chemical in your body called an endocannabinoid. All that is, is it is a hormone in your body, a chemical in your body that's going to trigger that feeling of hunger and also change that reward system. And it's increased in mid-afternoon in sleep-deprived people. So they did a whole heap of blood tests on people morning all the way through to night time, sleep-deprived, not sleep-deprived. And the highest levels was around like 3 p.m 4 p.m ish and we all know that's when you get a little bit sleepy when you feel a bit flat snacky you want something to pick you up there and then because that changes the reward center in your brain saying hey we want some dopamine now like this sugary food is going to give it to us like we'll give you a thumbs up if you eat that and so you eat it and you're like oh like I feel a bit better but then that slips into the other side of it and you're like oh my goodness like I thought that that was the right thing but I'm so guilty now because I was trying to like stick to my eating plan or stick to eating good and I've had something bad every afternoon this week Mm. and then it slips into that other side. So, then you might not eat dinner or then you might not sleep as well and then it turns around and the same thing happens the next day. Mm. So, there's like that that reason there but we can see why you're – pushing something very heavy uphill mm. if you're trying trying to achieve this, trying to achieve flat, fat loss, muscle gain, and just sleeping five to six hours a night. Mm. Like, And while you will find people everywhere that say, I can live on five to six hours. Everyone can live on five to six hours. We're not saying that you can't. All we're saying is that you're not going to find things as easy as they could be yeah. and you're not going to function as well as you could be. Like your baseline at five to six hours, you could be exceptionally smart, strong-willed, alert, but imagine what that could be with another two hours. Yeah. Like that's all we're saying is that there's another level there.
0: And it's just exploring that because if you don't know it's there, you'll never, you never know what it's like. So you're always at your normal, you know, you're Mm. always at your normal. And that's the thing is people start to get into a never ending uh, merry-go-round of how it feels to just be coping with where they are Mm. and not actually where they want to be or where it could potentially be better or you know that they can find it easier doing certain things a lot easier so yeah Yeah. so it's definitely something that that you can go through so on so yeah so that's a lot a lot there for for sleep and also for um little keynotes to think about if you're certainly feeling away or feeling uh, this coming into either a certain part of the year seasonal um, is to maybe have a little look at how your sleep debt and how that is, whether you're thinking that you're probably going into a bit of a slower part. Absolutely. So yeah.
1: So yeah, by all means, if you have any questions on any of this, um send us through to send them through to us. Um you can send us an email at contact at three sixty view co or you can DM us on either Instagram or Facebook. Um or any other platform that we're on. Um, But other than that, guys, have an absolutely amazing week and we look forward to chatting with you soon.
0: Thank you, viewers, for tuning in to another episode of 360 View. You can follow us on Instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast list. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a like, a review and a five-star rating. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, give it a share. If you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram and we'll answer them in the show. Thanks again, viewers. and We'll chat to you in the next one.